Did you guys buy any of the uh, Commander Precons? <laughs> I bought the Rakdos one, and me and Matt are going to draft it. That deck has potential once you fuck with it, but out of the box, it is horrible. It's a pile of dog shit. Sounds about right. Well, especially yeah, when you go up against the Naya deck. The Naya deck shit. out of the box just it's stomps so face. Good. Yeah, the Naya deck has some heaters just straight out of the gate. The only card I legitimately want from that set is the fucking one that makes eggs. At oh, the the Naya, out of the Naya deck. Yeah. You know what that reminds me? I need to go buy some singles out of that. I thought you were going to say you needed eggs. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's what, that reminds, that reminds me. I need to go buy eggs. I'll be right back. I got to go get some eggs. <laughs> like, we're going to have to put this on hold for 15 minutes while Corey runs to the corner store, goes, buys a dozen eggs, comes back, makes an omelet, and get back to business. Actually, after the podcast, I'm going to go to the store and literally get eggs. So <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So Matt wants eggs, Corey wants eggs. That's, this, that's just all we need. <laughs> Well, at least oh. now when people talk about, like, an egg deck, you know, they won't talk about that shitty masturbatory deck. Oh, yeah. That, that's right. Now eggs has a whole different connotation in magic. Yeah, you don't jerk <laughs> off for 25 minutes and get to the store, you know, and blue ball yourself. To be fair, I've seen plenty of Commander games where somebody jerks off for 20 minutes and then just blue balls themselves. Are you playing against Louis C.K. or what? <laughs> yeah. No, he gets to come. <laughs> What is up, you gingerbread sympathizers? Welcome back to another episode of the Festive Jog Podcast. I am your host, the bear whose porridge is too hot, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, the bear whose porridge is too cold, Matt. And our special guest today, his porridge is just right. And it is Corey. Corey, welcome wow, back. Wow, wow. <laughs> What's up, fellas? It's glad to be. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, our official third member of the Fetch and Chalk family. I love it, dude. Is that it? Does you coming back at a second time? That you're just indoctrinated into the into the gang? Yeah, I feel like I'm cheating on my other podcast, but you know it, they're like out of state, so if it's a different zip code, then it's all good. Yeah, that makes sense. That math checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Got a pork of four to enjoy a ten. <laughs> Wait, so you, his podcast is the four, and we're the ten. Sure. We'll that. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel better. Yeah. I, just make, I just want to make sure. I just want to clear the air on that one before we move on. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure other things happened in Magic recently, uh, but ever since what was it Wednesday, uh, everything has stopped and everything is all about Eldraine and its throne. So we got a fucking bunch of spoilers, pretty much all at once, and then we also got to actually play with the cards. And we got the spoiler or the teaser video or whatever the fuck they want to call it. And we got this is the quickest we've ever seen a release of cards from like zero to 100. Yeah, they dumped them pretty quick. Yeah, there was a high frequency just all, you know, come out at once. <laughs> they also kind of did that, I think, because of the like you said, the the online thing. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Because if they weren't there, people were just going to screenshot shit and share it anyway. So and why not get the credit and publicity for doing it themselves? And my thing is, like, even with the fact that we've had, what, in the past six months, we've had four or five spoiler seasons? We've had at least four. Yeah, it's been pretty intense, like, the past year, six months. But, yeah, they came out with those uh, four Brawl decks on MTG Arena. So, like Matt said, they had to put those cards out there yeah and i mean i don't know if they spoiled all of them 
I don't think I spoiled all the cards. I think a lot of them got spoiled from people just getting to play with them, which is easily the first time we've ever had that happen. Yeah, and we don't even have the whole set yet. Oh, I don't even think we have a lion's share of the set yet. We just have a bunch of, like, commons and uncommons and some rares that happen to fit into those niche decks, but nothing too, too crazy yet. Well, they said they're coming out with uh, all the the three Planeswalkers, are there? Never mind. Yes, all three Planeswalkers are out, and that's what they led with. They led with the the Oko Thief of Crowns. That guy is sweet. The art is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Just some cut up elf. Both arts too, because they're different arts. They have the extended art that is for the the fancy pinkies out packs. Yeah. Oh no, never mind. He's a fairy. Standard. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but yeah, Oko Thief of Crowns. Uh, he is a three mana planeswalker, so he, you know he's already going to be either totally fucking garbage or insane. Well, here's the other part of it. There's two three-mana Planeswalkers. Yeah, because that's, you know, that's just the the world that we live in now. The three-mana Planeswalkers is just common. Yeah, and if you see, like, the Garuk is six-mana, so... Yeah, but this this Oko dude, uh, he is one green-blue for a legendary Planeswalker Oko with four starting loyalty. His plus-two ability is create a food token. His plus-one ability is... Target artifact or creature loses all abilities and becomes a green elk creature with base power and toughness of 3-3. And he has a minus 5 ability of exchange control of target artifact or creature you control and target creature and opponent controls with power 3 or less. You know the best part about this? What? The second ability does not end. No, it's just a permanent. They're just a permanent little elk. That is pretty sick. You know him and Tassig are just rubbing wieners. They have the same pose. Yeah. Just laid back, ripped up, hanging out. Smoking that magical space stuff. Tassiger is, I think Tassiger, on the grand scheme of things, is just far more badass than this guy. Yeah, the plus two creating a food token. Um, I guess if you're going to do the minus five, it's good to kind of exchange control of just the food token. Yeah. But food tokens in and of themselves aren't really getting me hard. You know what I mean? Like no, maybe. not. Over maybe in like a life game turn. deck or maybe in a artifacts matter deck. But other than that, I can't really see. So I guess we should explain what the food tokens do. So the food tokens are just artifact tokens that for two mana, you can sacrifice it and gain three life. So just a shitty clue. I think those are pretty cool, though, because that's going to make limited games longer. So these aggressive decks aren't just going to be able to blow you out of the water. Yeah. And... They're and kind of thematic, too. Like, think about any time that you play a video game, what does food do? Heals you, yeah. 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 It is a flavor win, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that shitty joke is top-notch. I love it. We got there. <laughs> I also think that um, we see some food stuff. Like, we have the, the fucking Golden Goose or Gilded Goose. Gilded and Goose. A couple other things that deal with food, but I think we're going to see a lot more of that. My prediction, it's going to be like similar to like the energy mechanic. There's going to be ways to take advantage of these. And the biggest one I thought of for (laughs) standard is with Karn. Oh, sure. Yeah. And as far as the entire standard context, that's something that we could definitely see be busted wide open. Uh, Well, no, he'll rotate, won't he? Because he's Dominaria. Oh, yeah. So never mind with that, because it's making artifacts and it's. Well, no, 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 no. He's War of the Spark. Well, which no, one? No, are you talking no, no, no. About? The... You're talking about the Dominaria. Yeah, the one that artifacts matter. Okay, a little, a quick, quick aside. I fucking hate that there are multiples 
of the same planeswalker in a standard format. Yeah, it's a little strange. It feels very Oath of the Gatewatch, or not Oath, but like, you know how the Gatewatch kept fucking showing up and there was a million different versions? Yeah, like we had 17 Gideons in one standard format, and that's <laughs> when they made that change to yeah. be like, oh, you could have multiple Gideons of different names on the battlefield instead of only being able to have one kind of Gideon. But yeah, I mean, food tokens are fine. My, I tweeted initially when I saw this guy, I was thinking about it for a second, and I thought back to... Uh, that initial just shell of a card that we got spoiled before, uh, the 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 Goldilocks girl, uh, Flaxen Intruder. How we just had her mana cost, and then the fact that she had another ability that was five green green, but we didn't know what that ability was. My initial thought was, how cool would it be if you played her as a one one, and then in order to do that second ability. It was like you had to sacrifice a cl or a food token, so you had to like feed her food in order to do that ability to grow her or whatever. Yeah, that would have been so it, sick. I really thought they were going to be just something like you're going to have creatures or abilities that are sacrifice this and get a counter or do some sort of ability, kind of like the energy. Yeah, I could have some... seen like sacrifice a food target creature gets a plus one plus one counter yeah. or a plus one or plus two plus two till the end of turn or something so what do you guys think of the adventure mechanic oh i love it i, I didn't know what the fuck it did before and honestly uh with all of the spoilers that came out wizards didn't give any insight into what the hell it was they were just like oh here's this border and here's these cards that do these things uh figure it out dickheads but so, thankfully, because of the uh, the arena brawl decks that we could play, I I figured out what it does. That's the only I a, reason I figured it out too. It's same. Stupid. I do have a question about this. So it says you have to do that ability and then exile it and cast it later. Sure. So if I plow or path one of these fucking, th I can't cast it, right? It's just gone. Or does it have to be exiled with that ability? Huh. That you is just asked a very fucking good question. I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, oh, because that would be real shitty. Well, I that mean, would... look at, like, flashback cards or something. Like, whether you cast that card or discard it with Faithless Looting or your opponent discards it with, like, a Thought Seize or something, you can still cast that card with flashback. Like, let's say you have a Liliana, and then you plus Liliana having to discard a card, and you discard a Lingering Souls. You can still cast that second half of Lingering Souls. I'm, my initial thing is, no, you won't be able to do that. Just but is there like you have there, to exile with that and then you may cast. I'm so is there like a second things. is there now an adventure zone? No, it's just the exile zone, but you can cast it from exile. If I can find one that has the fucking text on it. But there's I'm just an saying, article. There's an article that came out yesterday that explains the adventure. Uh, I'm trying to find out how this fucking works. Yeah, cuz I'm just I'm I'm thinking in the context of actual gameplay. If you have you're you're sitting down playing paper magic, and you have like your graveyard, your library, your exile. It's gonna no be no no. It goes to exile. Yeah, it goes to exile. Sure, but it I think it like then gains the ability that you can cast it, but you have to do it with that. It it reminds me of those split cards like Dusk Dawn, where you yeah. can only cast that from the graveyard. Sure, but this but is still, you can only cast it, it from exile yeah. if you paid the was not aftermath adventure cost or whatever. Okay, okay. so. Here, 
here's something interesting that I was wondering about. Uh, It says in the article, while the card is in your hand, your graveyard, your library, even in exile, it only has the characteristics of the creature, not the adventure. Okay, Okay. so yeah, uh, correct. So you won't be able to do that. If I say path this 1-1 death touch, you can't cast it. You would would have to die and go to the graveyard. Then you would have to pay the adventure cost, do that ability. It would go to exile. Then you could cast the card. Well, the whole thing is if... If there is a separate adventure zone, yeah, then then yeah, that would be the case. That but would make sense. If but it's, it's like, just, if it's just exiled any way, then presumably you could uh, cast the creature. No, 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 because it just said that it's only the creature, and then once you do the adventure, then you would technically have access. But if I just path it, you can't play this flax and intruder. So then well, there would. What we're saying is that there would have to be a separate adventure zone. No, there wouldn't, because I'm. Pre- I saw one of the cards, and it actually had the actual text. But in of what that adventure too much does. ambiguity in paper magic for there to be like a judge call where one person says, "Oh, that this was put in exile from some other way," and the other person would be like, "Oh no, this is this. I did the adventure zone, or I did the adventure thing on that." Well, it says, "Uh, it's a, it's a creature pretty much everywhere, even in exile." So. You the just only pay the it, creature cost. The only time it is a sorcery is when it's on the stack. I believe so. Man, we should be judges because we're Can just we? nailing it right now. Yeah, Can we? yeah. I don't think that that's how it will work. Or Can you guys find a... a card that actually has the adventure text or read me word for word the <laughs> adventure text? See, I can't because I don't actually know where any of those are. Let me Let me dig deeper on that. I'd be willing to bet that you can't do that. Well, all I'm saying is that wouldn't it make sense for there to be a separate zone then? No, because you have to do the one thing before you get the second. And sure, you... but with things, but there's no discrepancy in that. In yes, the there zone. Is. How, how did it get the thing? Yeah, but That's that, my that was my point on the ambiguity of it. Like if a game goes long and like something happened on like turn one where it got passed and it's like turn 15, like even like in a commander game that could have like implication. All right, so here's uh, Gavin Verhey explaining the adventure mechanic. It's an alternative spell connected with a creature card similar to the split cards. Uh, the difference, however, is that both sides of the card can be used. You can always play a card for its normal mana cost in the top right, or if it's in your hand, you can pay the adventure cost and send it away on an adventure. It'll, <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll do style. It'll do the effect in the adventure text box. You'll exile the card, and you can still cast it later on. So I assume there's some sort of text on these that says, if this creature is an exile, you can cast it. Because oh, that, that, that's maybe, all the adventure's doing. Maybe the text will be, if you cast this card with its adventure, for, then you can cast it from exile, or some way that they're going to word it, then maybe... You can't do it with like a path or like cast it from underneath like an oblivion ring effect. So it says later on a player then has the ability to cast Flaxen Intruder from Exile. And that's the little Goldilocks girl. Yeah. So it doesn't really, it, it's looking like it doesn't matter how it gets to Exile, but oh. that that's going to. Oh, that's really fucky. If that's how it that's works. That's a spicy I, meatball. If, that if that's is the how case. that works, I do not like that at all. Yeah, that that is weird. Well, I mean, also. We're just three fucking idiots talking about Magic the Gathering. I don't know if we're we're hitting the nail on the head with this or if we're just talking about something that actually doesn't matter. But these are valid questions. Like, we honestly have no idea. 
and none of the information that Wizards has given us has Covers given it, us yeah. a clear-cut answer on how it's supposed to go. So not only am I pissed about that, that uh, they didn't spell it out for me because I'm an idiot, also, the new Garrick, he's not not that great. Yeah. The, sick <laughs> the not... Cursed Huntsman. <laughs> I'll read him out real quick, and then we can discuss how uh, disappointed we are in this guy. Because, I mean... You might be mad because he's not great. I'm mad about other things. <laughs> so uh, Garrick Cursed Huntsman is a six mana planeswalker for four and a green and a black. Um, and he has five starting loyalty. He has a zero ability that says create two, two or create two, two, two black and green wolf creature tokens with when this creature dies, put a loyalty counter on each Garrick you control. He has a minus three ability with destroy target creature and you draw a card and a minus six ability where you get an emblem with creatures you control, get a plus three, plus three and have trample. Okay, so I think I misread it. I thought it was only one token. It's you get two. Two. Yeah, this thing is much better than it seems. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I guess I just was hoping that the wolves would have death touch because they usually do. Oh, because Garrick Relentless. Right, but now... Now actually reading it instead of just skimming it like an idiot. Uh, this seems like he could get the emblem pretty easily. Yeah. And my my one issue with this, um, and it's just a flavor thing, and it was something that Vorthos Mike on Twitter fucking pointed out. Um, it's sad that his dogs have to die for him to get. Oh, you're not wrong. I don't like that. <laughs> I like I dislike how his hands are so tiny, especially his left hand. It's like a little yeah, Take my he's little so, hand. He's so ripped up, <laughs> and he's so visceral, and he's just got, like, this little baby hand. <laughs> I do think this thing is pretty goddamn. Well, here's the thing. It follows that exact same formula of uh, that five mana planeswalkers have followed in standard for the past, fuck, I don't know, three, four years, where his plus one, which in this guy's case, it's a zero, which I guess is the trade-off for it being six mana instead of five mana. But his plus one or zero mana ability or zero loyalty ability is protect itself. Its minus ability is kill a thing. And it's and ultimate is just something good. Kill a thing and draw a card. Like this guy and Omnixilis from uh, the return to uh, Zendikar. There's like not a difference in my brain. They're essentially the same fucking planeswalk. They, they just have similar ability. And you could casually get this guy out, just start pumping out tokens and... If they kill them, all your creatures always have overrun. Yeah, I'm hating this guy less and less. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he. I think he's. I think he's going to see standard play because in standard the six mana actually doesn't make a fucking difference. Well, that ingrains so you have access to ramp. Yeah, especially via, ramp in the form of like the the gilded goose. Yeah, via creatures, via spells. Because I could nah, see you don't put a fucking wrench into my transition. We're talking about gilded goose. Fuck off. I think you could pay. <laughs> you could make him. Make two two things, chump block two things, and then just give your team overrun forever. I mean, I don't even think about it in the context of just like, oh, I'm just going to chump block with it. It's going to be a game text context. It's going to be like the, the game play context where you're going to make guys with this guy. And unless your opponent has straight up attacks that are going to kill you very soon, they're just not going to attack into those two two. They need to deal with Garrick before they even attack. Yeah, and you'll just swarm with two yeah, twos. You can just, pick stuff he off. Reads from top to bottom, I'm stalling the ball. Like this game is going to progress forward when I say so. He'd be pretty good in like a sacrifice sort of deck, where if they don't 
attack in, you could just sack the the wolves. Oh, yeah. I, like I wonder that. if there's any things that that in this set that have uh, any synergy with sacrifices. In black and green, probably not. Yeah, I really I mean, doubt. I do have that deck, which some of the stuff is going to rotate, but it's that deck that we didn't cover last time uh, on Arena. So oh, little... yeah, yeah, the black green standard deck. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, let's talk about this Guild Drake because I was so <laughs> just inappropriately ruined my transition by Matthew. <laughs> Fuck off, dumb dumb. It's Gilded Goose, not Gilded Drake. Oh, Gilded Drake is a different card. Yes. But I Gilded fucking Goose. Love this card. Yeah, Gilded Goose is he's he's the golden goose, bud. So he is one green mana for an O2. He has flying because of course he does. Uh because bird. And uh when Gilded Goose enters the battlefield, uh, you create a food token. And then for one in the green, tap him, you can create another food token, and then you can just tap him and sacrifice a food and then produce a mana of any color. Uh this is the first uh I guess, would you even call... I mean, I guess you kind of have to call him a mana dork. Well, yeah, you get the first one for free, so... But you gotta work for it a bit. The Well, the first one's free. The first one comes in free. You sure. got a food token. Sure does. You got one free ramp. After, it's a good way to either pump out food tokens if you're going that route, or it can eat other food tokens to fix, ramp. I like these. This kind of card is the stuff that I like, because it's... Well, I, I guess this is all dependent on how easily you can produce food. Yeah, I we didn't really see a lot of common stuff that's like, hey, when it comes into play, make a food. But I think we're going to. Maybe. And also, I think if you're going to be running this guy, you're going to have other food sources in your deck. You don't want to just rely on him. Yeah, I just don't know how good the food sources like. Are the food sources going to be playable enough to just throw them in a deck with this guy? One thing that really fucking bothers me is that he's not a food himself. Because it's a goose, it should be a food source. Okay. Oh, you just think animals are just should just just in general be food? Well, this one in particular, yes. Okay, it's so a goose. Here's a little interaction that I just found on Mythic Spoiler. There's the golden egg for two uh, two colorless, and it's an artifact food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw so that. So you can uh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card, pay one and tap, sacrifice it, add one mana. And some other shit, whatever. Um, but it itself, <laughs> it itself is a food. And the uh, the goose says sacrifice a food, a food, not a food token. You yeah. make a great point. I did not know that the golden egg was itself in itself food. Yeah, because the first <laughs> ability is cycle it pretty much, and then it does what a food token. Yeah, it's a two mana egg. Yeah, literally. I hate that everything is coming together. <laughs> I fucking despise it. Someone in Wizards just is maniacally laughing, petting their fucking bald cat. Yeah, they're sitting at the, their desk and just rubbing their hands together. And going, <laughs> Remember that deck that was called Eggs? Well, here's an egg. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> I hate that person. Going completely off topic, this set is super fucking spicy and great. The arts are on point. Like, it's super theme, themey. You mean thematic? I can dig it. Is no, what would theme-y. be a word that you would want? Theme. <laughs> I want to fucking say theme. I'm gonna say theme. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I would. I would go so far to say if theme was a word, it would be theme. It's this isn't thematic. It's theme. You fuck. I mean, yeah. It lends itself to the theme of it. Lends itself to a top-down design set. Yeah. Because look at the ones that we've had in the past. Like Innistrad, probably, arguably, best set of all time. Top down designed. Theros, arguably one of the best flavor sets of all time. Top down designed. 
Yeah, so, so far, I'm very happy with Yeah, most of the top-down design sets have been out of the park, just fucking incredible sets. The only one that sticks out to me is one that I think fell short, which maybe not in flavor, but it just is a set that I liked, was Amoncat. Yeah, I was lukewarm on that just because the Gatewatch was involved for so long. That's exactly what my thought process was. It They made a top-down design set, but then also tried to force fuck the magic story into it, and it kind of split it right down the middle for me, and I didn't like that. Yeah. No, I'm on the same page. It's like a C, or it was a fucking C. Yeah, it's over but and done with. But. They seem like they're going all in, especially in the case of this one where they've already released all of the Planeswalkers. I don't think we should talk about the Royal Scion yet because I believe that was a leak and not a spoiler. Oh, it was for sure a leak, but it's out there, so... I mean, I, I don't I don't like doing that because I don't if that's somebody else's like some other content creators preview card. It's on fucking mythic spoiler, dude. Yeah, but it also could like somebody could be doing a fucking video about that. And I feel like an asshole. Yeah, but the amount of people that listen to us, they can fucking get over it. Well, if the people who listen to us want to fucking see it, they can go on mythic spoiler and see it. But if they want to avoid spoilers, then let's not fucking talk about it. I personally don't give a shit. But uh... <laughs> Tyler's being a snowflake. Listen, we're fucking small content creators. What if fucking we got a fucking card, which is never going to fucking happen. But what if we got a card and it was thrown up on Mythic Spoilers and everybody's just like, oh, look at this fucking card. And we We'd get like, the oh. fucking Crystal Slipper. We wouldn't be getting a fucking Planeswalker. <laughs> you don't know that. What if they'd be like, what if there was something so thematic or themey to us <laughs> that what? they had to give it to us? Fucking drunken assholes who yell at each other. Yeah, if they yeah, do that, just bars. if they make that card, then I'd be pissed. If... <laughs> like, they just put a card with our faces on. Dumb assholes that drink too much and swear. <laughs> so what other... uh is the play design name, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what other cards are you guys excited about so far? My, probably one of the better cards, which I just found out is actually fucking better than I thought, is Rankle, Master of Pranks. Yes. This dude's fucking spicy. Yeah, he So it's... Two black black, for three three, legendary creature, fairy rogue, flying haste. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, choose any number. I thought this was choose one, but it's choose any number. And the three oh, options are, yeah. Yeah, you could do all of them. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> now Corey is finally figuring it out. We've been yeah. talking about this before, Corey. Come on. <laughs> so the fucking three things are each player discards a card. Each player loses a life and draws a card. Each player sacrifices a creature. Yeah, you can do all of them. Fuck them all. Yeah. And this card would be fucking garbage if it didn't have flying and haste. And haste, yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm So I had bought the, the Rakdos pre-con commander deck, and I think it's garbage, and I'm trying to do like a everybody discards, everybody takes a little bit of damage over time. A little bit of group slug. Yeah, exactly. And I think this card goes right into that. Yeah, I agree with that. That's everything that Rakdos wants to do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I thought it was one, only choose one, and I was like, oh shit, that's pretty good. Well, I'm glad I could enlighten you. Yeah, because it's a fucking supercharged hippie. Yeah, or... he's good. He's real good. Yeah. I am actually pretty excited about uh, this, the Circle of Loyalty card. Ooh, the Mono White Knights. One well, I mean, Mono White, just fucking Knights. Yeah, shocker that I'm excited about the white card. Yeah. But yeah, it's the six mana. I mean, it's a legendary artifact and it's six mana. So, I mean, fuck, it's constructive playability, right? But um, no, not at all. Look at the but, fucking first line of that shit. Exactly. But the first line of it says 
Uh, this spell costs one less to cast for each knight you control. So that six mana can go down pretty fucking quickly. And the other text on it is uh, creatures you control get a plus one, plus one. You know I love a fucking anthem. And it also says whenever you cast a legendary spell, create a 2-2 white knight creature token with vigilance. And for three and a white, you can tap it and create a 2-2 white knight creature with vigilance. You know who also creates a 2-2 white knight creature with vigilance? The goddamn... Gideon ally of Zendikar. No, I wasn't thinking that. What's that? The white thing that was like oh, massive when thinking, it came out? Uh, the Benalia. History of Benalia. Yeah, History of Benalia. It's a legendary spell. No, it's not. It's a historic spell. Never it's mind. It's historic. But I mean, but that, but it is, it is, uh... Makes two nights. Is that going to rotate though? No, I'm not thinking about it in a standard context. I'm thinking about it in modern. Oh, okay. Like just mono, like I, I just love brewing shitty white decks in modern. And just mono knights with like Gideon's and the new white uh, force of virtue. Wow. Just, like, okay. Anthems and shitty, just generic, easy ways to produce tutus. I'm all in for dumb shit like that. Like I'm going to lose 80% of the games I play, but those 20% of the games I win, it's going to be glorious. Oh, should I guess this thing technically pumps out three threes? Yeah, it does. And if yeah, there's anybody seems, who out there who likes good. a white knight, it's me. <laughs> Oh, they remade uh, fucking Savannah Lion. Oh, that's never mind. That's uh, we'll stay away from it since it wasn't technically spoiled yet. Which one are you talking about? The Venerable Knight. No, that was spoiled. Oh, it just has the shitty text and it's not the actual card. That is the mythic or that is the Magic Arena card. Oh, text. Because it was in the Knights deck. Yeah, so this is Savannah Lions that is just supercharged for Knights. With upside. I like that. What are you liking out of this set, Corey? Um, so Garrick is pretty cool. Rankle I, I, is even better now. Uh, I'm liking Piper of the Swarm, which is just a shitty little 1-3 for one and a black uh, human warlock. Rats you control have menace for one and a black tap. Create a 1-1 one, one black rat creature token. And then for two black blacks uh, tap, sack three rats, gain control of target creature. Also, the the art on that card? Pretty, pretty cool. dope. Yeah, lights out. That oh, that art is fucking great. I'm just a sucker for rats. I'm a sucker sucker for tribal in general. So to be able to give like uh, mono black rats that extra reach of gaining control of another creature that your opponent has, that's that's nuts. Yeah, that's something that's better than the rats that you have. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's really cool. Like the fucking warlock part of it. Yeah. Also, it's yeah, not that's a wizard. the first warlock in magic, right? Not a wizard. It's a fucking warlock. A warlock. I remember a long time ago, uh, Morrow put a, you know, one of his little, uh, fuck, one of the poles up that he does all the time. And he's like, what's the new uh, creature type that you want to see? And warlock was one of them. And this is actually, I did not know that, but it's cool that those poles are actually turning into real Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah, I think he actually uses uh, that data. That's actually refreshing to see that fucking head of everything in charge actually listens to the peasant. He's buying the shit and spending money. <laughs> but the peasants I mean, have the power. That's right. I mean, yeah, sure. That's, I guess, the idea of capitalism. You know, one thing we haven't seen yet. What? What are those two shits who go into the candy? Hansel and Gretel. We oh, we're going to see Hansel and Gretel. Yet. 
So you both you guys watched the little trailer for the set, right? I definitely did. I watched it live, and I was losing my shit. I loved it. I have actually not watched it. Well, it's about time that they actually start putting out good trailers, like uh, the War of the Spark one was pretty fucking awesome. This one is amazing. Um, it has that little, you know, hint of hint of humor in it as well, and. Yeah. Uh, it's like it feels relevant to gaming in general, not just for magic nerds. You know what I mean? And here's the thing, too. Those ads, Wizards is paying for those ads to be put on like YouTube for people who don't have the YouTube premium and Twitch for the people who don't have the Twitch premium. Like they're running those ads. Why would they run the fucking War of the Spark ad for anybody who's not an entrenched player? Because none, none of the characters in that people are attached to. But this one. It's relatively common that people will know what the fuck a gingerbread man and a gingerbread woman are. So even like you, you can speak to the entrenched players with having Garrick in it, but it wasn't just a fan service. Like I felt like the war of the spark was not saying the war of the spark one was bad, but the war of the spark one was definitely more geared towards entrenched players. I just think the quality is a lot better than it used to be, you know, for the oh, previous it just, sets. It should just be like the poor animation of cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So bad. So another so card sitting in the background with the two cards again. <laughs> like Path to Exile and yeah. like the new art, it's just like or the old art, it's just like the the thing just fading into dust, and you're just like, oh, that's not very good. What yeah, like, intern did they pay for that? The background <laughs> art is moving, but the yeah. Uh, another card that I'm stoked about because I love graveyard shenanigans is Conrad, Sir Conrad, uh, the Grim, the Popper the, guy, or the Popper uh, Commander guy. Is I yeah, because I play a lot of Popper Commander and I am building the fuck out of this guy. So, do you use a uncommon legendary creature in Popper Commander? So, Popper Commander, you can use any uncommon creature as your commander. Sick. Does not have to be a legendary. Nice. But this yeah, this guy is definitely going to be my next build. Yeah, he's a 5-4 uh, for 3 black black uh, human knight. Uh, whenever another creature dies or a creature card is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield or a creature card leaves your graveyard, this dude deals 1 damage to each opponent. He also has a activated ability, 1 in a black. Each player mills 1. Yeah, I love it. So, like Matt pointed out earlier, it doesn't say token anywhere no, it on not. it, which is huge. Yeah. And it's not just your creature, unless no, you're talking about the specific blood artist graveyard. wants to be. Exactly. Oh, shit, I didn't see that part. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. Into a graveyard. <clears throat> yeah. Or if a creature leaves uh, your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be sweet. In just general commander, but I am very excited for him in Popper Commander. It's also just a casual 5-4 for 5. Yeah, I mean, those aren't stats to fucking just shrug off. Yeah, Corey, you need to get on Popper Commander. That's something I feel like you'd be into. I'm down, dude. I have the, uh, what is it, the 1DH, where every card's under a dollar? Yeah, that format is super sweet. Um, what I only happens have one if it fluctuates? Um, um, I'm... I'm not sure on the rules on that. They have a they have like a timeline where it's like every month, like it refreshes. And it's also like an online thing. Like people play it online, but you have to enter a league and have like the specific rules. Like you just have to type it in like the requested rules that like, oh, this is a this is a one dollar EDH group and just hope that nobody who has an actual commander deck joins. 
But I just play Popper Commander because it's with my friends, uh, and they're not super into buying expensive cards. And obviously, Popper Commander decks, like, you're paying $15 at very most. So Popper Commander, uh, all the the whole 99 is just commons, yep. and then uh, the, the commander is just any uncommon? Yeah, so my my pet Popper Commander deck is uh, Exorius Aether Mage. I believe it's from Dissension. And it is a one, a blue, and a white. Uh, for a human wizard, it's a 1-1. One, one, and it says, whenever a permanent is returned to your hand, you may pay one, and if you do, you draw a card. And it's just all about, like, blinking my own permanence and drawing a million cards. I might have to get into that. Oh, my God, it's super fun. You just get to play bad cards that you'd never be able to play in any other format, but for some reason, they're insane in Popper Commander. Like, it's just, it's great. So what do you guys think about this frame? This fancy frame that they got going? So are, are we talking about the the one for the, the fancy Pinkies Out Booster packs, or are we talking about the one for the standard set? So I'm just looking at, like, the standard one where it has, like, the pages at the bottom. Okay. I mean, it seems... That one's fucking garbage. It seems a little busy to me. So the two I'm looking at, I'm looking at Animating Fairy... Yeah, yeah which, that one sucks. It's it's plain super, Jane. yeah, super plain. I almost prefer it being more busy. Not that either of them are all that great, but sure. if you're gonna do that, like the Love Struck Beast is really cool. Okay, so I think like what you're saying is the one side has a million pieces of text, and the other side just says flying. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a little plain. Yeah, fill that I'll... other side with some kind of text. Like well, that would be some perfect flavor for, text. Like, yeah, exactly. That'd be perfect for flying up top and then some kind of flavor text at the bottom because the other side is a entire spell. Like in the, uh, what is that? The shield breaker? Uh, it has flavor text on the right-hand side. Yeah, like it, just it a filled plain it up. Jane 2 one. Yeah, and that just makes it look more complete as a card. I guess with the, and honestly, when we see it as the actual paper card, it could be different. Um, but right now we're looking on Mythic Spoilers um, and we're looking at, uh, animation fairy which is a two and a blue for a two two uh flyer but it also has the adventure mechanic and the adventure spell is uh bring to life and for a two and a blue at sorcery speed a target creature or target non-creature artifact you control becomes a zero zero artifact and you can put four plus one plus one counters on it yeah it just there's just hard divide down the center where one side is a lot of fucking information and the other side is Essentially not. Oh, I feel I like, like the... a real boy looking at this card. I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> like the foul Meyer knight. Like that is, it's just busy enough to not piss me off. And it's not playing. Yeah. I like the also fucking like vines or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Going up the sides. Like that's, that's cool. They fucking pulled back the, or the hieroglyphic ones. Like that was fucking ridiculously just dumb but this one oh those grew on me after a while though no those suck you can't fucking no, read what they are but this i like it's simple it's a cool design and My it like brings a lot the, to it you're talking about the the ammon cat uh expeditions or whatever they were called yeah the fucking hieroglyphic cards yeah though yeah the expeditions from ammon cat i yeah, like these... those because if the the border was so far beyond a magic card that at first you were just like oh this isn't my magic and then after a while, you realize that, oh, this is a magic card. And you're like, you recognized it. So the only real identifier was the art. So the ones that had incredible art 
you knew immediately. Like, you can't not look at the days from that set and not immediately know that that is days. Oh, I'll give you that. That's one of my favorite arts. But it would be better if they just wrote fucking days on it and then had that art on the rest of the fucking card. Sure. I, I, I mean, I definitely can see where people don't like it. It just grew on me after a while. But, I mean, I, we mentioned this at the fucking very beginning of this entire tyrant, but most of these cards that we got, we got because of Magic Arena. And I know Matt doesn't know how to work a computer, uh, but me and Corey <laughs> actually got the opportunity to play these uh, these decks on Magic Arena. Corey, what did you think of these? I... Well, like we talked about earlier, they had put they announced Brawl such a long time ago that I lost wood for it. And then once they came out with these precon decks on Arena, uh, it kind of fluffed me up a little bit. And I did play, <laughs> I did play a bunch of games with them, and uh, I, I'm digging it. And good job, uh, Wizards, being a fucking fluffer. Yeah. yeah, they really reignited the spark. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, and I'm always into stupid formats. Uh, what about you? What'd you think? Oh, I loved it. In almost the exact same sentiment that you had. Uh, I heard about Arena, or I heard about Brawl. It was just like, oh, this will be something that's cool. Um, tried it out on Arena and enjoyed it, but wasn't over the fucking moon about it. And then it died off, and I'm like, okay, well, that's just another format that goes the way of any of the other formats that they have tried. And then this came out. And I was like, oh, the big allure for me, I was like, I want to see these new cards. I'm really excited about trying out this new shit. And we, through the context of Brawl, it actually got me excited about Brawl. I don't know if that was almost entirely because of the new cards or if it was because of the gameplay of Brawl, but I was excited. Do you think you're going to buy one of these decks in paper? Uh, The only way that I would buy one of these decks in paper is to port one of the commanders into an actual commander deck. Right. And that's kind of my thinking, too, is that uh, I like Brawl, but the the rotation kind of, uh, I don't like that part of it. Yeah, so, it kicks me in the ass. Yeah. Unless so, it would be, like, super cheap. Like, if all the Brawl cards were dirt, that would be a little different, I could see. But some of these, like, I could see being not super cheap or not super expensive, but I could <laughs> see some of them getting, like, 15 bucks if this is the only place they're at. Well, my well, thing this... is, where am I going to play these cards? Right. Commander would be the big thing. Not the Brawl cards, because most of the Brawl cards outside of the Commanders are kind of shit. Yeah, outside of the Commander, yeah, I guess. And this seems like one of those products that they're just going to flood the big box stores with. Mm -hmm. So, um, unless it's just a flop, these cards will probably be pretty cheap. Yeah, in general. I it's must just, say... It's going to be a Walmart special. I'm sure this will be... Or do they foil any of these? Because this command tower foiled would be fucking awesome looking. Well, yeah, that new art is dope. As yes, far as is. I know, the only way to get those cards foil, because they're not going to be in the real set, are going to be through those those pinkies outbacks. Mm. That's another way they get you. They get the casual players into buying these $100 packs of magic cards just to, in the <laughs> meager hope to get these foil command towers or extended art planeswalkers so which one of the brawl decks uh did you like the best um contrary to to uh the popular opinion i really liked the knights deck the mardu knights um and i also really liked the esper artifacts and enchantments matter <laughs> yeah the knights deck wasn't as bad as everyone was saying uh but i did fall in love with the jun deck just because of sacrifice shenanigans sure um when and it uh 
when he enters the battlefield, you sacrifice another permanent, and then whenever you sack a permanent, uh, you put a counter on it and draw a card. Yeah, but that's totally, that's like your play style. It, yeah, exactly. I can't think of anything that's farther away from my play style, so I didn't even bother playing that. But attacking with bad creatures is 1,000% my play style, and that's why I think I liked the Mardu deck. I can't, I think I only cast the commander in like the probably dozen games that I played. I think I cast the commander actually just once and I ended up losing that game because I was just dead. I just cast the commander because it was something I could do. But if your opponent puts a wall in front of you, your tutus aren't getting through it. Even I don't care what equipment you put on it. Your tutus just aren't going to attack through that thing. But that's just the style of the deck. That's what it's built towards. And that's kind of what Brawl feels like to me. It's these grand schemes of what Commander could be, but it's brought down to this micro level where you only get to play with this small pool of cards. Because that Commander is bonkers with equipment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Equip everything for free to knights. So they have a Colossus Hammer in the in the pre-con. Yeah. And that's the uh, equip cost eight, and it's just one to cast. And it's a uh, creature gets plus 10, plus 10, 10 and loses flying and if you have your commander out you just equip that for free yeah i unfortunately i never got that combo but if i would have that's that's essentially game over speaking of combo <laughs> did anyone play this chew lane teller of tales i played it a couple games uh and it was uh obviously far and beyond the most powerful card in the deck and the deck was packed with two drop creatures like i feel like over half the deck was two mana creatures or something like that I really enjoyed this deck because it's one of those decks where it feels like I'm juggling a whole bunch of balls at the same time and I have a whole bunch of options about what I could do. And you get you get mana ramp so easy in this mm -hmm. deck. And then before you know it, you have either Frilled Mystic out or what's the other one that was really good? Um, uh, Meteor Golem. Yes, and you can just get to bounce uh, yeah. that guy back and just keep blowing up permanents. Yep. Yes, so you just... Uh, bounce permanent, uh, blow up permanence, counter spells, or even with uh, Forbidding Spirit, which kind of uh, taxes you, ca taxes your opponent yeah. uh, on their attack. So basically, you're just, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, that card makes you feel like you're very smart. Yeah, and it has the incubation, or no, not incubation, the Biomancer's Familiar, which uh, your activated oh, yeah. abilities cost two less. Oh, yeah. So things get sick really quickly in that deck. Yeah, that deck is just like... But I feel like the linchpin is that commander. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, like that, it's a builder. That commander is going For to end sure. up being big problems in real commander. Not just brawl, actual real deal commander. Yeah, I like Matt said, it's people are going to find a way to break it really easily. Yeah, fuck yeah. Especially like just infinite combos when you literally can draw your whole deck. You know Pretty what, easily. Yeah. You know what card Creatures really that knocked bounce my themselves, socks off? What knocked your socks off? The card that, like, was the standout card as far as I was playing all these Brawl decks was in the uh, the Alayla deck, the Artifact and Enchantment deck, the Shimmer Dragon. It's uh, four and blue-blue for a 5-6 flyer, um, and as long as you control four or more artifacts, Shimmer Dragon has Hexproof and you can tap two untapped artifacts you control and draw a card. That card overperformed like a motherfucker. Yeah, the Hexproof is probably a bit much. Yeah, it was just, like, nobody could target it. It was just this big, dumb idiot that flew that could get in, and it was just drawing, like, two to three cards a turn at their end step, just burying them. 
in guard advantage. Like, there's no coming back once that card resolves. Well, yeah, you're just making sh- <laughs> drawing a shitload of cards. Yeah, so that that was that was honestly the most exciting part of that deck. And even and when you have your commander out, it's just a casual six six flyer. Like, that's fun. And also, when you're making a bunch of food tokens, you can just draw yeah. a shitload of cards. Yeah, like who needs three life when I can just tap two of them and draw a card, right? I also think, uh, oh, what's that enchantment that whenever your opponent draws a card, you get to make a artifact? Fuck. Oh, Smothering Tithes. Yeah, I think that deck has it too. So they're Ooh. just making a shitload of Smothering Tithes, drawing a bunch of cards. It's yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, that's a combo if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, these decks were sweet. This whole entire concept of releasing these decks, people can play them for a day figure it out, like enjoy the mechanics, enjoy these cards for a limited time. That is, in my opinion, the best way that they've ever spoiled any kind of magic card. It's very different to say the least. Yeah. And I feel like these are the type of decks that you could just play out of the box with little messing with. You know, like they all seem like they ran pretty well. Yeah. Inst- instead of like one being overpowered or, oh, I definitely have to switch this card out. Mm-hmm. All of them seem pretty on point. Yeah, well, they only, yeah, because these Brawl decks only have to go from a year and a half of Magic as far as, like, but instead of the pre-con decks where they release these pre-cons and then you look at them, you're like, oh, I have 25 years of cards to make this thing better. Yeah, once they actually get into real Commander. Yeah, but I mean, all in all, this is a, a crazy way to start spoiler season. And I thought that when we were done with the last one, I was, I didn't want to see a new Magic card for like a year and a half i was like okay listen just let me digest these ones especially after the whole hogak thing i'm like i'm exhausted i don't want new cards to ever come into a format because they just ruin everything <laughs> but they did this thing with aldrin i'm like okay okay uh my lips are moistened i am ready for a bite of whatever you're you're serving me. so speaking of modern uh what do you guys think <gasps> about the unbanning of stone for oh i have opinions about it. <laughs> I have some real opinions because I've been playing a fuckload of mods. Go on. I have to piss real quick because I, <laughs> I have something. What a fucking twat. I'm fine with it. It was pretty cool. Um, I was dead wrong. I did not think it was getting unbanned. Dead I'm wrong. S- Could not have been more wrong. I'm seeing back and forth opinions on it. Like, you know, the the format has evolved in such a way that Stoneforge isn't going to, like, alter it like it did before. And then I'm also seeing things like, well, every deck is just going to figure out a way to run uh, Stoneforge Mystic and, you know, a couple swords or something like that. Yeah, Batter Skull and a sword. Yeah, exactly. The big, the really big thing is it's not a human, which that's fantastic because that deck would just snap play four of them and then have just a Batter Skull for basically for. Right. I was seeing decks that were playing this thing that you tap a creature and ping something, and it was an infinite combo with the Vizier-Druid combo. Okay. Yeah, it would just ping them infinitely. Because huh. you <laughs> put the minus one, minus one counter on that to untap it, but with Vizier, it doesn't get a counter, so then you just tap it again to ping something. Oh, untap, with like the ping. Malira combo. Yeah. Or with the, yeah, the remedy, that, and then, what the fuck is that card? Oh, it's the red card. No. Is it red? Green. What are you fucking talking about? The combo that you're talking about. The it's white and green. There's no red card in it. I thought the combo card was a red card. Maybe it's not. No, it's a equipment. Just good old-fashioned machine gun everything down? 
including your opponent. Yeah. I'm going to look that up because that's going to bug me if I don't figure out the name of it. But motherfucking Stoneforge Mystic. Oh, God damn it. Let me crack my fucking knuckles and talk about this dumb asshole. Um, so coming from a world where I have cast more Stoneforge Mystics than I could possibly fucking count, which is Legacy, uh, I am intimately familiar with how that card interacts with combat and how the equipment that it fetches interacts with the various things that happen. Um, but modern and legacy have these really huge differences and it is the fail safes on the form. And those fail safes are days and force of when decks get to just play days and force of will that just puts a huge halt on anything super degenerate. Modern doesn't have those. So the degenerate decks still get to be degenerate. I try to force force or to force Stoneforge mystic into three different shells on magic online. I try to put it in a spirits deck. I try to put it in a mono white deck and I try to put it in a black white Eldrazi deck. The only thing I didn't try and it's only because I didn't have the tickets for it was a like green white Eldrazi style deck. Every deck that it's in, it fits so awkward in the curve that you just end up dying with whatever equipment you have in your hand. Right. It's just not good enough for modern, which is insane because Stoneforge Mystic is a very good card in Legacy. But about- modern is so degenerate and so fast that Stoneforge, a fair card at two mana, isn't good enough. It can't make the white decks good. Right, right. I think it's going to be best in this Coco deck. It's Viridian Longbow for those who want to look it up. Ah, uh, yes. You think Stoneforge one... is going to be good in that deck? Yeah, because it gets hit by Coco. You can get it off Coco. And it is a one mana artifact equipment. Equip creature has tap. This creature deals one damage to target creature or player, and it equips for three. Well, here's the thing with that. You could just play the other cards that may, that net you infinite mana, and Walking Ballista is just better. Not when you can get this for free. You play both of them. The deck hasn't changed that much. And but I, my worry is, so you're playing four Stone Forge Mystics and then this bow. So that's five slots. It doesn't even have to play four. That's what I'm saying. It's well, just this, a tutor for this. This We're, deck already had uh, infinite combo, right? Yeah, it oh, made yeah. infinite mana. Infinite mana, and then play ballista. a walking ballista, and then machine gun your opponent to death with it. So the fact that you can slot Stoneforge Mystic, like, yeah, you can do it, but that really isn't indicative of how powerful Stoneforge Mystic is in the format. It's just, it's just another thing that you can slot in there. Yeah. Yeah, it just gives it redundancy. Right. I, that's what I was saying. I think the so far what I've seen better in that deck than other decks that have been trying to play it. Yeah. I mean, if as long as there's things like Urza and there's Storm in Modern, I, Stoneforge Mystic just shit out of luck. It's too what do you fair, think about slow. like a black-white tokens? Um, there is actually a black-white Pox deck that I wanted to try, but Ooh. I also don't have the tickets for that I think is maybe the the best option for it. And that's only because the pox in it, like the only four creatures in the entire deck are four Stoneforge and four Bloodgast. That's it. Okay. That's all you need with pox. And it plays uh, Liliana of the Veil, uh, Gideon Alley of Zendikar, and then Thoughtseize, Inquisition of Kozilek, pox, Path to Exile, and then uh, Batterskull, and then a sword of your choice. I don't think the sword actually matters. Yeah, the sword seems kind of counterproductive there. And... I mean, I'm a sort of Fire and Ice fanboy because that's the best sword in Legacy. I am starting to turn around on the fact that Sword of Fire and Ice may 
it is generically the best sword in a vacuum. I don't think it's the best sword in my Is there any decks previous to Stoneforge actually playing swords? Or is uh, Stoneforge the impetus of every nope. deck trying to do I'm pretty sure the last deck that played swords in a constructed format that wasn't Legacy was Stoneblade in Standard. <laughs> and that's because that was the last time Stoneforge was Mystic in a format outside of Legacy Invent. So yeah, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I mean, it's basically just a equipment tutor at that point because it's going to have a target on its back as soon as it enters the battlefield. Well, that and Modern has a better uh, target right now, or tutor for it. It's that red goblin welder creature. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The Modern Horizons goblin, goblin engineer. Yeah, that one. Yeah, he is really good. There's actually a deck in Legacy, the Painter deck, and Legacy is playing him, and they're also playing, like, Arkham's Astrolabe and a bunch of other, like, Baleful Strix. That and... has to be the most fucking played card from that for, or that set. You, the Astrolabe? Astrolabe, yeah. Um, uh, overall, it's in. Red and six might every, have, have it on know, its tail. It's in every fucking popper deck. It's in a good amount of modern decks now. I've I don't know if I've seen it in legacy decks or not. Um, it only is played in like dedicated artifact decks that have like the, the instead of playing basic, they can just play snowlands. I don't know. Red and six, just because arguably more people play the modern and legacy. And Renin Six is everywhere in Legacy. That card is too fucking good. Like, it's to the point where I'm, like, barely excited to play Legacy in Syracuse because I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to play against, like, a Renin Six deck every round and I'm just going to feel super bad and stupid for playing white creatures with one toughness. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, modern, modern, it's still modern. And regardless of the bans and restrictions they're going to put on it, it's always going to be modern. Well, yeah, that's why it's modern. Yeah, how many times do you think we can fit modern into that conversation? Yeah, how many times <laughs> can you say fucking modern? At least one more time, modern. There you go, you did it. Well, speaking of modern <laughs> and the changes, um, I think at this point in time, I think it's a uh, better time than ever to move into our uh, our game for the evening. Is it modern? It's yeah, modern. You actually, modern. We're actually just going to play passed. a game of modern right now. Yeah, we're just going to just narrate the whole thing. Welcome to... A fucking Star City Games. Welcome to modern. <laughs> no, today because we have our special guest Corey, and he's already been on here once, so he's already played accumulated knowledge. We're gonna make him play our special game, Knowledge Pool. And by special, it's a major pain in the dick. I somewhat remember what it is, but uh, I don't have high hopes. Well, <laughs> I'm assuming that everybody else out there probably doesn't remember what it is either, because. Uh, I barely remembered what it was. I had to look up exactly my rules. It's and then basically also made my because lose. that's what we do. No, this one I think is a little bit easier. Oh, for sure it's easier. Yeah, well, you get... you're you're also a fucking savant, so you're not wrong there. You take either. that into consideration. But our our game for the night is knowledge pool. So the way knowledge pool works is I came up with five categories of cards, and I'm going to ask Corey to name me a specific number of cards from this specific category. If he reaches that number, he gets the point. If he doesn't, then uh, he loses. I have five categories. Corey has to get three out of the five. And I tried to think of ones that kind of relate to what we've been talking about uh, this this lovely evening. <laughs> so, Corey, are you, are you ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. 
I, I again, I tried to make it so uh, they weren't the worst thing you'll ever face in your entire life. That's a bold face lie. I did. As long as, as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't have to do with mono blue Theros, I'm I'm fine because that was the worst. Ooh, well you're lucky because I, I that was going to be my sixth question, uh, but I just <laughs> knocked it down to five. Good. So the first one, uh, considering all of the fucking troglodytes on Twitter kept making jokes about Aldrain being Shrek, which pissed me off to no end. Because one, fuck Shrek, like easily some of the worst movies of all time. You shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just don't, I didn't like the comparison. So, uh, <laughs> but you know what I do like? Magic the Gathering. And I also like our game. So the first category for Corey for Knowledge Pool is there are a staggering 90 creatures in magic with a creature type ogre. You have to give me five. Ogre. You know, like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck me. Some of these I think you should get just because standard legal stuff. And also, we talked about at least one of them. Right, right. So there's Ogre Slumlord. Yep, he is definitely an ogre, turns out. Which is the rat boy. Yep. Um, there's the red one. The two in red creatures have haste. Ogre Battle Driver. Okay. There's uh, the shitty vanilla one, which is probably like red... I will give you a hint. (laughs) A lot of them have our red. (laughs) Oh fuck, man! This is uh, so I got I got two right. You did nail two. Ogre Battle Driver is definitely one, and Ogre Slumlord is definitely one. Oh oh, there was um, Reckless. Fuck these stupid vanilla ones. Reckless Ogre, Reckless Brute. Some shitty vanilla. I'm gonna give you Reckless Brute from fucking M13. Oh, wow. That was that far ago. Okay. And there's like a million more shitty vanilla ones uh, from more standard You know what? Sets. Also, I'm going to give you Reckless Ogre, even though I don't think you actually know what that card does. Because <laughs> <laughs> Reckless Ogre is definitely still a card. That was a twofer. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> um, there's one. There's one in M20. Uh, just a shitty, big, dumb vanilla. I, dra- I fucking drafted it. Um, Rebel Belt, Rebel Belt Berserker, Rebel Belt Berserker, <laughs> Rebel Rebel Belt Berserker, Rebel Belt Ogre, Bubble Mother. Bubble Bubble Butt. You were so close with that one. <sighs> I'm I gonna got, give you five more seconds. Uh, Rebel Belt Warrior. I don't know. Fuck it. Ooh, you're so close with that one too. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> so that's gonna be time. It is. Rubble Belt Recluse. What? Yep. A fucking spider? No, he is an ogre berserker, and uh, he has to attack each combat. Oh, what a bitch. He's a 6'5". He's a, listen, he's an aggressive boy. I don't know how you didn't get Ogre Manile. I don't even know what that card is. Yeah, because we're not all fucking idiots like you who only know magic cards and not know how to spell your own name. <laughs> That's the uh, Infect one. Yeah, because he didn't play during the Infect era. Neither did I. Okay, Ones that I uh, thought were standouts in this category. Uh, Rorik Thar. Ah. He's an ogre. Um, everybody's favorite creature from Konzotark here, Savage Knuckleblade. He's an ogre. 
There, there was a lot in Ravnica, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, the Bulric Clan Crusher. He was the uncommon one that you could tap and remove a counter and deal two damage. Yeah, I remember they in the original Ravnica books they talked about ogres a bit. Yeah, um, the Gruul Spellbreaker was another one from uh, the Return to Return to Ravnica. And uh, my personal favorite, Firefield Ogre, because I think he might be the only one with blue in the mana cost. He is Grixis and one. And he has first strike and unearth. <coughs> wow. Wow, you got devastatingly close for that one. And also the fact <laughs> that you fucking just out of the blue got reckless ogre and reckless brute. <laughs> like that deserves a minute. So keeping on that same theme of uh, creature types, there are, an, again, a staggering 86 creatures in magic with a creature type fairy. Because everybody knows that fairies are going to be huge in Eldraine. There are 86 creatures with a creature type fairy in Magic of the Gathering. I want you to give me five of them. Okay, so we got fairy miscreant. Yep. That's uh, in one of the recent sets. Um, stupid modern one. Uh, uh, sp- uh, stutter. Spell stutter sprite? Yeah, spell stutter sprite is definitely a fan. Uh, okay. Uh, so I, is this is this specifically creatures? Creatures. Okay. Um uh, Vendillion Click, duh. Yep, nailed it. Pestermite? Yeah, he is definitely uh, a fairy. Trying to think of all the modern playable. I mean, you only have to get one more. They don't have to be modern playable. Oh, oh, um fucking uh Glenalundra. Yeah. Yeah. Archmage. Oh wait, is Glenalundra Archmage a fairy? I think you might have to double check that. Yeah, Glenelander Archmage is a fairy. Yeah, a fairy. You nailed it. Woo! Here's some ones that are uh, Una. Yeah, Queen of the Fae. Mm-hmm. Turns out the Fae are fairies. Did you say Misbound, Misbind Click? Misbind Click is also a fairy. Can't believe I missed um, Una. Speaking of clicks, Puppeteer Click. Fairy Seer. Fairy, uh, the artifact one. Go ahead, flex your, flex your fairy muscles, Matt. Uh, Everybody <laughs> thinks you're very cool. Uh, mach- mach- machinist or... Mechanist? Yeah, that one. Cloud of Fairies. I'm missing the fucking important one. Um, Fairy Macabre? Is that the black one? Fairy? That's the black one that you could sacrifice in exile. Or you discard it from your hand. Yeah, in exile. exile yeah. Yep, I like that. I'd have to think more. Go ahead, yeah, continue with also, the game. <laughs> Alayla, artful provocator. She's the commander, man. Come on. I think Bitter Blossom actually has a fairy subtype. I think it's subtype fairy. I think you're right. Tribal subtype. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> so this one I built in, um, because I initially wanted to make the back half of this episode, a, uh, a game show style thing, but I couldn't think of enough questions. And also I was too lazy, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the questions was, uh, I kind of, I narrowed it down. There are 17 evergreen keyword abilities that can be on creatures in magic. I'm going to be a little bit greedy on this one. I want you to name me 10 evergreen keywords. All right, 10 evergreen. And I guess before you start, we could explain what an evergreen keyword is. It is a keyword ability that can be printed on a creature in any set. Okay, um, so scry, because they just added that to the evergreen scry as well. Uh, mechanics. So scry, trample, haste, flying, death touch. Um, You're doing great. Okay. Reach. Oh, man, it starts to first strike, double strike. Two more. Oh, oh my goodness. Flying touch lifelink. Nailed it. And oh, I'm thinking of stupid ones like forest walk. That's not fucking evergreen. 
Oh, one more for the win. I really wish I would have kept track of the ones I already said. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, vigilance. Boom. Yeah, I don't think you said that one. Boom. <laughs> Got him, coach. Yeah, other ones that I don't think you said. Uh, regenerate. Defender. Defender. Menace. Flying. He said flying. Is regenerate still evergreen? <laughs> yes, it is. Hexproof. Wow. Hexproof is one. <clears throat> I really thought you were going to get first strike and full strike. I was trying yeah, to go through all the gonna, colors in my head. Like the first ones that came to my brain, and you were just like, just slacking on those ones. And then you got him. I was like, okay, now he's off to the races. Yeah, I was like, okay, what does white do? I'm pretty sure Wins regenerate's games. not one anymore. What's that? I don't think regenerate is one anymore. On I thought they were trying to get away from that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that regenerate's no longer. Uh... Well, if it's not, then it doesn't matter because you got it. <laughs> um, so the next one. Um, I think I tried to tie this in with the episode because we were talking about Brawl, and Brawl is similar to Commander, and Commander plays these cards. <laughs> All right, it's a stretch Armstrong, but let's go. I mean, a lot of the cards that I think you're going to name are probably Commander cards, so it works out. <laughs> All right. Um, but the next one, there are 21 artifacts in Magic that have the three mana cost, and they can add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Okay, so... Mana rocks that are specifically three mana cost? Yes. But don't pigeonhole yourself with just mana rocks, because there's there could be some other things that you have to do to add this mana. Um, Three. Yeah, three cost artifacts that can add one mana of any color to your mana pool. There are 21 of them. I need, I'm going to say six of them. Go. So there's the, uh, there's the banner cycle. So, so oh, those don't add any color though. Oh, so this is any color, it not has specific. to add oh. any color of mana. Wow, okay, this is gonna be a lot harder. Uh, I think once you think of the obvious ones, I think there are four commander obvious ones that you're gonna get. I don't know why I'm thinking of those stupid. Um, oh, oh, in uh, in conspiracy, um, uh, the opaline unicorn. Yep, uh, there's the vehicle that just came out. Um, oh, what's that? Uh, well, Manolith. Yep. What's the fucking vehicle? Honestly, if you get the vehicle, I will be fucking it. Because that is yeah. not what I thought about when I thought of this category. <laughs> um, something like a stockade or caravan or... <laughs> you were mm. so fucking close. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I remember I saw that car and I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I'm just going to put that in a lot of my commander decks because it can also be a creature. Yeah, because fuck um, it, why not? Oh, oh, uh, but the cult, uh, Cultivator's Caravan. Holy shit, you fucking nailed it! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, that's what it is! You need three more! Oh my god, and I can't believe you got, like, you didn't get the three that I'm immediately yeah, thought the, of. the three easy ones. Uh, there's the indestructible one, um, the dark, dark steel ingot. Nailed it. Two more. Uh, oh, Chromatic Lantern. Yep. Do I get a phone a friend or something? Oh, no, no, no. Not with this one. Not that you're this one. You got this. Come on. (laughs) Believe in yourself. What the fuck? I know there's a stupid... Oh, oh. There's one that uh, my co-host always plays, and I always think he's cheating because I can never remember what the fucking card does. I know exactly which one you're talking about, (laughs) too, because it's so stupid. I fucking hate it. Oh. uh, uh, It's a relic. Relic. Relic of... No. Something oh, come relic. on, I know you have it. Something relic. Um, oh, fuck. 
coalition relic. You nailed it, yes! Got him. Yes! Okay. How oh. the fuck yeah, did you not get was a Commander Sphere? Oh, yeah, the Commander Sphere. Like, literally the fucking card that was made yeah. originally Commander for Commander. Commander Sphere I thought was an obvious. Also, Alloy Mirror. Alloy Mirror? Yeah, he's the original uh, fucking unicorn that you named. The Opalescent, or uh, Opalon Unicorn. Oh, okay. He's the OG one. And then uh, there were also some, that, and when I said, uh, don't, all, don't think, just immediately tap it. Uh, because like Phyrexian Altar, sack a creature out of mana of any color. Oh, okay. That was in Scuttle. there. Scuttle Mutt's in there. Scuttle Mutt's in there. That was another one. Oh, there was a bunch of really good commander cards in here. All right. Wow, is... you got it. You are on your way to the W. <laughs> I, got, I got the weird ones, not the easy ass ones. I love how, yeah, you were just like, you know what? I don't actually care. <laughs> the only reason I know about the unicorn is uh, we have a conspiracy cube. Uh, with oh, cards God, yes. conspiracy one and two, and I always draft that card whenever I see it. Okay, so the next one, this is do or die right here. This is for the very first victory in knowledge pool, or you're just joining Matt in the fucking the halls of shame. Wait, did you say I had to get three out of five or some shit? Yes. Okay. And you got? Oh wait, no, you won. Yeah, you oh. got the. Oh, I yeah. You did get the ogres. No, did no, you missed No, you didn't get the ogres. You got the fairies. Got the fairies. Got the rocks. Oh, so you won. So this is just gravy here. This is just rubbing. All right. Let's do this. The last one is... I wish uh, I got these easy fucking ones. Oh, boo-hoo. He's throwing <laughs> you softballs left and right. Listen, when you make the games, you can... <laughs> <laughs> you enough. can complain. So the last one, there are 10 cards in Magic the Gathering with the keyword ability... Living weapon. Oh, I'm. Um, I want three of them. What? Three. Three. I'll be lucky if I get one. Oh, come on! You have to get one. We just talked about it. That's the other tie into the episode. There was one that I played in Vegas at the Modern Masters. One of those. Um, that's probably the only one I'm gonna fucking get. <laughs> it's a. Uh, is it white? No, it's not white. I'll give you a hint. None of them have colors. Uh, sickle. Sickle cell. Uh. Very close. <laughs> Sickles. Sickle slicer. Sickle pickle. Holy shit. Was it slicer? Sickle slicer was it. <laughs> I can't believe you just, just fucking just threw it out there and just got it. Nice two, two for three you got there, bud. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't know any of the other ones, man. It's something I never. Oh never my God! Played. Yes, you fucking do. You oh, have one more. Living weapon, living weapon. Oh shit! For those of you out there, living weapon is an ability that is on equipment that says, whenever this equipment enters the battlefield, put a zero zero black germ creature token onto the battlefield and attach this equipment to it. Oh, 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 fucking batter skull. There you nailed you it. Go. That's the one. Jeez. Yeah, that was Jeez. the one. That was yep. the tie into the episode. That was the one that is themey to the episode. Themey. <laughs> uh, there's, there's one that came in, uh, I think the commander precon, but I took it out immediately. Ah, oh, fuck. I know which one you're talking about because I love this. There's more I'm, than one. I played this card in a mill deck. Yeah, it's like... How many creatures are in the graveyard or something? I'm not. I'm not gonna get it. It came in the Mirren uh, precon, but I'm not gonna get it because I took it out. 
I'm I'm tapping. I'm tapping You're talking about bone hoarder. Yeah, bone, bro, bone hoarder. Can't believe you didn't get the best one drop creature ever. Oh, shut your mouth. Flare husk. Flare husk, baby. Flare husk. Yeah, that Mort- card is actually kind of sweet. Mortar pu- mortar mortar. Mortar pod. Mortar yeah. pod. Yep. Um, there's one that equips with life. Yes, there there is the uh, lash lash, with lash whip or something. Or lash with. Lash. Oh, uh, lash rife. Yeah, oh, right. There you lash go. Yeah. Whip. Yeah, 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 yeah the four mana flexi. one and uh, equipped creature gets a plus one, plus one for swamp you control, and the equip cost is uh, two Phyrexian black man. Wasn't that in the mono commander cycle? Yes, the planeswalker one, right? Yeah, a couple of these were in the commander's. Yeah, like the scythe claw one. Yeah, wow. Oh, that's the one that fucking hits hard. Yeah, that, um, yeah, whenever it deals damage to a player, that player loses half of their life. <laughs> And then there's a Reach one. We're just going to name all of them? <laughs> I don't know the name of it. I just know it gives Reach. You're thinking of Strandwalker. Sure, that one. That, that is the one that gives Reach. I think it's the only one out of the ten that gives Reach. Well, they all do something different. Some of them are real bad. Let's be honest. Most of them are real bad. Yeah, I'm going to say all of them, but Batterskull are probably not great. Yeah, Batterskull is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he nasty. Well, Corey, look at you. Undefeated. Flexing your fucking muscles. I mean, what can I say? I'm, uh... I did. I just cheat. What if I just cheated the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> he actually went on Scryfall. <laughs> Typed in all of these. I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to name these random ones. Well, I'm definitely not going on the Gatherer, because I don't know how to use that fucking thing. <laughs> oh, you don't no know one, how to use... Yeah, no one knows how to use Gatherer. Like... <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Corey, as, as is tradition around here for the winner... Uh, you get the uh, the shout out for the week. The shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to Magic and Hash. No, I'm just joking. They're a terrible <laughs> podcast. Don't listen to them. Um, you know what? Off the top of my head, I'm just gonna go with EDA Trek. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have given a shout out to them before. Yeah, well, fuck yeah. Uh, it's an amazing website. It helps uh helps build commander decks. Uh, give. You know, like when I build decks, I like to have my own idea, uh, but sometimes I have trouble filling in those last like 10 slots with with some th- with some themey cards, you know, <laughs> and, uh, the goddamn themey cards. I, I am going to have to somehow work <laughs> themey into the title of this episode. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when I uh, when I need help filling out those extra slots or just I need like I need another sack outlet or whatever it is, I can go to EDH Rec and they usually help me fill in. And they also have a podcast that I've been listening to. Yeah, their um, podcast is Yeah, and it's uh and it's edited by Loader, which is a cool guy. Yeah, uh, shout out to Ken, the yeah. fucking, the man, the myth, the legend, Ken. Yeah, amazing guy. Yeah, and, Ken is uh, Nord. Yeah, double double shout out. Fuck it, Kenneth Norn and EDH Rec. Yeah, lo- this is probably on the one Twitter episode where we haven't given out like seven EDH shout Rec outs. on Twitter is going to be the <laughs> shout outs for the. Yeah, Ken's the man. Yeah, whenever I stream, which is very rarely, he always stops by and always, you know, is just, um, you know, a, a part of the conversation in the chat. Fuck he's yeah. uh, he's awesome. Yeah, and Ken Ken plays skateboard, so. He does play skateboard. He plays skateboard. Fuck off. <laughs> Listen, it's just our it's it's our little wooden toy. Let us keep our youth, dude. Don't fucking shit on us. <laughs> have a better youth, you fucks. <laughs> we can't. We didn't have dad yeah, or yeah, goddamn a family DJs. around, so we had to play skateboard instead. <laughs> well, guys, 
that was a hell of an episode. I don't know if any of it was was uh, being able to follow, but it was something. I mean, that's what I expect when I come on here, or any podcast really, is just, you know, we just talk just about whatever. derailment. Yeah. You just enjoy the derailment. You don't try and control it. Well, you keep it themey. Yeah, you yeah, keep it themey. If you don't fucking keep it themey, <laughs> things can get a little steep. Okay, yeah. I found it. <laughs> Keeping it themey is going to be the name of the episode. <laughs> oh, jeez. Fucking Christ. Well, <laughs> oh, that's another one in the books, I guess. We fucking did it, boys. So, if, uh, <laughs> if you want to follow uh, Fashion Shock on Twitter... <laughs> Uh, you can find us at fetch underscore shock. If you want to follow me, Tyler, you can find me at at basic land bin. If you want to follow Matt, he is at it's bop. And if you want to follow Corey, our, uh, our third member and our blood brother in podcasting, uh, you can follow him at knife city. That is uh, knife underscore city knife underscore city. Yeah. Because we are old in the AOL instant messenger generation. Yeah. Cause we're, we just straight up ported our, our, our aim names <laughs> to Twitter. Yep. So yeah, go go check us out. We have we have things, I guess. You guys have videos now, right? We do have videos now. I think I'm going to stream next Monday. Uh, I might do some legacy because I need to prep for <laughs> SEG Syracuse. That is two weekends from now that me and Matt are going to be attending. I'm playing some hot garbage. It's going to be glorious. Oh, oh that's yeah. the one that they voted on? Yeah. Yep, that's the one. Which one won again? The, the fucking birthing pod brew. Nice. So, Matt, you need to finish that deck so I can put it on Twitter so people can laugh at you. Until I fucking curb stomp a bunch of nerds. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll either see you in top eight or at the uh, the side event tables after round three. It's <laughs> one of the playing two. Playing vintage or something. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you ever finish that Puppers uh, deck you were talking about? Okay, so here's the thing with that. Uh, Modern has changed dramatically since I built that deck list, and I need to change the deck around because I I tried to record some games with it initially, but I was also trying to work out the renting thing with uh, Card Hoarder. Card Hoarder, if you're listening, uh, I want to make I want to make content on the internet. So give me give me free money. Give me shit. Yeah. (laughs) So I need to make a deck that. Instead of beating Hogak, uh, the sideboard is geared to beating uh, not Hogak. So that got delayed a little bit because Modern uh, got a little shakeup. But I am still working on the the dog-themed Modern deck. Nice. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's uh, it's especially dumb and not good. So <laughs> It's all the puppers. Yeah, I mean... He tried it's... to make a fucking dog deck without Huntmaster of the Fells. And... Amateur. Right? Listen, and that's because I excluded Huntmaster... For like all of the other good boys in Magic, like the green white good, like Huntmaster, he doesn't look like a good boy. He looks like a bad boy. Maybe he just needs his belly rubbed. Oh, you're right. They're all good boys, and that is the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Well, that that's 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 a note to end. It. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by G for good boys. G, yeah, <laughs> the letter G. For Vargo boys. <laughs> yep, I quit. Oh, On that know. note, I quit. <laughs> All right. Fucking. We'll see you next week, nerds. All right. Peace. 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 Later.